Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined, as always, by my wonderful co-hosts, Jake Jude. Peace! (laughs) Oh, that felt so wrong. (laughs) What's going on? What's going on? (laughs) And Tyler Owenson. (laughs) What in the world? (laughs) Hey, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Oh, man. Once again, Tyler is joining us remotely. Uh... Don't ever do that again, Jake. That <laughs> felt so wrong. I want to wrap up the podcast. Now. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. We don't open that way. Um, speaking of which, I was just saying Tyler is uh, remote right now. So Tyler, I gotta ask you, how's the weather where you are? And where the hell are you? <laughs> Holy shit! It's cold. <laughs> um, I'm in Prince George. I'm not gonna say beautiful Prince George because it's not. Oof. But. Uh, I was working outside because I'm on night shifts right now, and it was minus 25 last oh. night. And uh, yeah, you try freaking running metal EMT outside at minus 25. It is not fun. What's EMT? Uh, it's just the piping that like all the electrical wires and stuff go in. Oh, okay. Jeez. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, not at all. I mean, yeah. you might take some pleasure in knowing it at least snowed here today. So oh, yeah. in some places. Yeah, so. barely. Yeah, oh, I, we, nice. got, we got a dusting. <laughs> we got a light dusting. Yeah. at my place. Anyway, thanks for the weather update, Tyler. <laughs> Classic uh, part welcome. of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whenever Tyler's not here, need a weather update. Um, I guess I'll throw it back to myself, and we'll jump right into the fake sponsor. Marcus, why don't you tell us about the fake sponsor this sure, week? Sure, I will. <laughs> um, just to remind our listeners that our fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Burger King. Much like the Toronto Maple Leafs, Burger King also hasn't done anything relevant in the last 20,000 days. Burger King. Instant regret. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, those uh, those chicken fries were kind of cool. Never tried them. Was not enough to get me in the door. (laughs) (laughs) Not worth. They used to have tater tots there. Here's the thing. If Burger King was a good establishment, Mm -hmm. I would think, hey, I might go down and try some chicken fries. But when I see their Burger King chicken fries, I just kind of go, no, those can't be worth it. (laughs) That can't be worth the drive to get those. Yeah. Not worth the gas. There was always a running joke at our school that Burger King was just a front for, like, drugs. (laughs) Like, we didn't know what it was, but it didn't make sense because it was in a plaza that had like a McDonald's, a Subway, a Tim Hortons, a few other miscellaneous things. Burger King was always empty Mm -hmm. and it was like a block from the school. So everyone would go there at lunch and just, you know, you could get whatever you wanted. No one ever went to Burger King ever (laughs) for any reason. So the only way they're in business is crime. You know what? No Whopper Wednesdays? Come on. Oh, God, that's right. They would, like, cut the price in half of a sandwich. You'd see a couple people trickle in there on Whopper Wednesdays, but, like, that was almost like a social status thing. Like, you didn't want to be that guy that has to go to Burger King because the food's half price. It was just like everyone knew. Or they had, like, the two chicken sandwiches for five bucks, except for, like, you would eat them and they'd be fine, and then the next day you'd be dying. (laughs) I was going to say, that cannot be good for you. 
Yeah. You know what else isn't good for you? What's that? Being a Leafs fan. No. (laughs) 20,000 days since their last championship. Yeah. It's funny. We were talking about this the other day. I wasn't born. My team wasn't a team yet. My none of my friends were born. None of my parents were born. <laughs> like it's been a long time. Yeah. My grandpa was in his late 20s the last time they won the cup. <laughs> no long time. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Anyway, if that wasn't convincing enough for you to want to sponsor us, uh we don't know what will be. Uh so <laughs> you can always reach out to us on email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. If you ever want to get in touch with us with any inquiries. Alternatively, you can always reach out to us on social media at Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which we are at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Vancouver Boys underscore. Why is that, Marcus? Because Vancouver Boys Podcast <laughs> is too long to be a Twitter handle. Vancouver Boys was already taken. Right. So it's so, so much nicer when you're the one that talks about our, our stuff and then I can ask you why. Yeah. It works out real nice. It does. It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Start off with some Canucks news. Not a whole lot this week, but we got a couple things to get into. Is there not a whole lot? Seems like there's one very important thing that we need to get into. Dude, just get it out of the way. Just get it over with. No, nah, there's not a whole lot. <laughs> Can you stay out of this? <laughs> Four two, baby. Preds win. Hell yeah. I'm choked though. Forsberg didn't get the hat trick, but yeah, and he, he had so many chances too. Yeah. Like with the empty net and Myers <sighs> just giving him the puck a couple yeah. times. Yeah, like twice. Yeah. It, anyway, I'll, I'm gonna put my own feelings on that aside. But yeah, yeah. it would it would have been nice to see a hat trick. Yeah, it's so funny because like I remember when we were watching the game, we actually watched it live. I don't know if anyone uh, who listens to the podcast was there, but um, it just like Philip Forsberg showing again why he's one of the best scorers in the NHL. And it's, it's so hard because, you know, that team just doesn't get the coverage they should. No. And no one talks about Forsberg. But, yeah, he's such a such a good shot. That second goal he scored, that fucking rocket from, from the office, mental. His yeah. shot is insane. Even but, the first one, the hand-eye, the tip it like that. I was even going to say with that second goal he scored, like you even mentioned, even in the slow-mo, it looked fast. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. But you know what? He almost reminds me of uh, Barkov in a way, where he's just very underrated because of the city he plays in and that they don't get enough coverage. But I think soon that reputation will start to build enough that people will go out of their way to watch him. I really think he's that good of a player, that he will warrant that kind of attention. Um, it's too bad the Capitals traded him. (laughs) Do you remember what the trade was? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically a one for one for Martin Erad. There was another player in there. I think it was Michael Latta, but he was like a nobody. Jeez. They also it was at the end of uh, Martin Erad's career. But yeah. Right. I, w- I would say between that and the Marcus Naslin for Alex Stoinov trade. Yeah. That, was, those are like the two most lopsided trades in history, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Well, Marcus Naslin, I mean, he did lead the league in scoring a few times during seasons. I don't think he ever actually finished mm. with the lead. But usually he was in the top five with, within about four years. He was always found in the top five somewhere. Mm-hmm. So just a wicked guy to have on your team. Um, anyway, other than the Preds game, there was some Canucks news. So we'll try to, try to get into that a little bit. Um, everyone is back from COVID. So that's kind of nice that we don't have four goalies on COVID reserve anymore. They're all back. Um, and uh, we had all of our players back. We got Horvat back, Garland back, Miller back. All, all the big guys are back. And uh, they were all back just in time for a game against Calgary on a Saturday night. And everyone got really pumped because they were like, this, this is what I live for as a fan. 
right? I love Canucks versus Calgary games because they're always so intense and they're so fun. They're high octane and there's lots of hitting until last Saturday when both teams simultaneously shit the bed. The Canucks cranked out a whopping two shots in the first half of the game. That is a period and a half, two shots on net. Um, They then stormed back to finish with almost 12 shots on net by the end of the game. You say almost? Yes. So they had 11 shots. Yes, that's right. Okay. (laughs) I just thought by saying almost, it would sound like it was more than it was. Oh, okay. (laughs) So they had 11. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, But they took the Calgary Flames all the way to overtime in a 0-0 game and proceeded to lose 30 seconds into overtime. That was rough. Yeah, that's Tyler Myers' fault. Actually, it pains me to say this. It was more JT Miller's fault than anything. No, Tyler Myers got kicked out in the first fucking period. Yeah, but for, we don't really, hit. We, we don't count on him for offense, though. <laughs> no, but then that did put players like Tucker Pullman and Brad Hunt out on the ice way more. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Miller, though, he took a fair bit of heat, though, for just giving up on the play in overtime. He had a pretty solid, he was kind of a breakaway, kind of had a defenseman on him. But there was a pretty blatant hook and slash all in the same play. Didn't get called. Miller lost his stick. And then while complaining to the ref, just slowly neandered back to the bench while Goudreau took the puck up ice and just ripped one into the net. Yeah. So, I mean, what to I be ended- fair, there's no way Miller was catching him. No. He, 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 there's no way he was going to make it back in the play anyways. But, but yeah, no, the effort was uh, pretty poor. From what I understand, that even might have ignited some trade talks surrounding Miller. Well, I shouldn't say ignited because they were definitely there already, but definitely kind of added fuel to that fire. Yeah, I think a few people almost took it the wrong way and looked at it like, oh, he's not putting in the effort. He doesn't want to be there. But I don't think that's what it is. I think that's how he's just always played. Even when he's at his best, he does have that kind of an attitude. And it's not great to see, but that that's just built into who he is as a player. I think he, he's too old to take that out of him. He's 28, right? If that's there now, that's that's part of who he is as a player. Okay, on the opposite end of the spectrum there, from uh, kind of the laziness and, and whatnot, that line of Mott, Highmore, and Lamico has been lights out lately. Um, those guys have been flying, giving it their all, scoring lots of goals. Like, they've been the Canucks' best line, I think. They yeah. have been. In the last week or maybe two weeks, I would totally agree. They do more than you could ask of most third lines. Yeah, they're, they're a good energy presence out there. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you see the, that uh, at least Mott's coming up in trade talks too. And for me, it's it just doesn't make any sense. Like These are your players that are putting in the most effort, and now all of a sudden there's all this trade talk around them? I don't think the Canucks have actually shopped him at all. I think a lot of media... I mean, I, I keep saying this. They don't pay enough attention to Vancouver. I, I know I'm kind of maybe barking up the wrong tree here talking to a Preds fan, but, like, really, the Canucks do not get the media coverage that Toronto and Montreal get. So we don't get the in-depth look where you go, okay, you know, they're clearly trying to shop a few guys, but the media looks at it and doesn't have anyone to investigate deeply enough, so they just kind of go, oh, yeah, they're just t- they're tearing it down. They're blowing it up. Everyone's for sale. And that's not the case at all. I think it just keeps getting brought up because they have nothing else to talk about. I, I don't think Mott is going anywhere. And if he's willing to resign here, you do not trade that piece. He's way too valuable to this team. I think you sell everybody. Oh, God. Do you genuinely believe that? Yes. Why? I think you're going to eventually, you're just going to run into that uh, Toronto situation where 
your team's going to be good during the regular season, but nobody's going to perform in the playoffs. Like a lot of the players that we have are not built for playoffs. Horvat, yeah, maybe, but Pedersen is not a playoff player. He's going to get killed. Yeah. Hughes is not a playoff player, but I wouldn't trade Hughes. I would keep Hughes, but I would get rid of Pedersen. I would get rid of Besser. I would get rid of Horvat. I would get rid of Miller. I would get rid of everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. I, I, I don't know if I can get on that train. I, I mean, the, the core of this team is built okay, but it needs some modification, and now is the time to do it. Um, I, I think Besser can be a playoff player. Horvat already has a proven playoff gear. Actually, so does Tyler Mott. Uh, so I'd love to keep those guys. Miller is someone who, like I was saying before, if he's not going to resign here after next season... Trade him now because his value probably won't get much higher. This is the time to deal him. Uh, whether you get pieces back for that that you can trade for other pieces or whether you just get another good roster player. Um, I, I get trading Miller more than anyone else, but I think you don't give up on Besser yet. I don't think you give up on Pedersen yet. I know it's been a bad season, but McKinnon also had a pretty rough season his third year in the league, right? And then he bounced back and became known as one of the top five at least players in the NHL. And I actually heard a story as to why that happened. Yeah, I saw that a lot of people were talking about how it was just a confidence thing. Like he just needed he needed to reevaluate his position in the league. He needed to reevaluate his own standards. And I think that's what helped him kind of turn things around. Is that he was able to kind of get those those thoughts and ideas out of his head and just focus on playing his game, being the player he is, and focusing on the fact that he can just outspeed almost anyone in the league. And so he focused on that. His game came along, and now he's like you said, top five player in the league. Yeah. And, and I think, my, I, I don't know if Pedersen has that same ceiling, no. but um, I definitely know he's, he can do much better than he has been doing lately. See, my biggest problem with both actually Pedersen and Besser is Pedersen's skating is very weak. He's he's like Bambi out there. Yeah. <laughs> I see I that. He's quite like fucking No, Bambi. I, I kind of get it. When you watch him skate, he just I, I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm just saying it because it's true. He's a very skinny guy. And I can relate to that. Most of my upbringing, I also struggled to put on weight. But I think he's in that same situation where he's a kind of tall, lanky kid. And he just, he doesn't have the lower body muscle to stay on his feet. It, it, his center of gravity is too high. And because he's so skinny, it's just easy to knock him over. He doesn't weigh that much. Mm. So uh, I, I agree with that. He, he's, he has and, to put on weight. And the problem with Besser is Besser can't skate. Like... He's just so slow. Yeah. And I, I don't know I don't know how he can fix that, but he uh he's got a great shot, but if he can't get in the position to use that shot, then that's where he's gonna struggle. Yeah, no, I, I see that. I see that for sure. I mean he the thing is you you can still use him for a shot though. That's what I mean. It would be nice if he could get faster, but he doesn't have to be fast to be a productive player. He just needs to shoot more. And lately, he's been doing that. He's looked good, right? And I want to point out even that uh, Pedersen has, I think, five goals in his last seven games now, right? And, and he has another point on top of that. Like, he's been looking better lately. So I, I'm not in a position to write him off and definitely not uh, looking to trade him. But, you know, room for improvement for sure. But I, I respect that the new management group that the Canucks have has been honest enough with the fan base to say, look, we're probably going to move out some pieces that you like, but we want this team to be strong enough to contend for a cup one day. 
and we can't just cross our fingers and hope that they're good enough to do that eventually. We need to make them good enough. I, I respect that. I wish the last group would have been able to do that. Well, I think that about wraps up the Canucks news for this week, and boy, what a goofy week it has been. A goofy week, you say? A goofy week indeed. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the part of the show where I find a story that involves a player, team, coach, organization, or whatever, and uh, bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, we're actually going to revisit a goof of the past. Oh. Yeah. Goof of the past. So the one that we're going to revisit, I'm curious, just off the top of your head, which goof of the week do you think that we may be revisiting? I, okay. I would think that you might be talking about Antonio Brown. Okay. Just because of... Sure, yeah, that's possible. You know, Tom Brady just retired. He went out on a a losing note. Maybe he could have been better off with Antonio Brown out there, or he would have been for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, possibly. Okay. I feel like you you have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so you think it's another football one? I do think it's another football one. Well, you guys are both on to something because, yes, it is another football goof of the week. But the one we're revisiting is the Washington football team has officially announced their new name. Oh, I, I don't know. have seen this. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw, but or if you guys remember, but the goof of the week that I had, I think it was like way back in September. It was when they released a short list of teams and their team names that they were looking at were you know, a bunch of stupid names. Yeah, it was like the presidents, the Lincolns. Yeah, just... a bunch of stupid names. And then there was the option to just leave it the Washington football team. And I think pretty unanimously we were like, that's kind of the best situation there, but that's also still awful. Right. Well, they announced today they are no longer the Washington football team. Say hello to the Washington Commanders. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They, they should have stuck with the Redskins. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought Redskins was an iconic name, but unfortunately, you know, the political issues they were having, they had to change it up, and now they are the Washington Commanders. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, that's rough. Do you have a? Do you know what the logo is going to look like? It is very similar to the Washington Football Team logo, but it. Um, well, the Washington Football Team logo wasn't it just a red W? Yeah, like, like yeah. a red and gold W. Yeah, it was. Yeah, pretty much. But so this, it was like in a circle. So this is very similar. It's got kind of like a white W in that same red background with a gold circle around it. It says Washington Football. I don't know. It's to me, it looks more like a like a soccer crest than a football logo. Oh, but, I totally agree. Like yeah. you can't really put that on a helmet. Jesus. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's all right, but um, who knows? Maybe it isn't the final one they're going to stick with. But for now, the Washington Commanders are now the name of their team. That's what they're going with. And yeah, I don't know. There was just so many better options. I guess they went with. Here's what I'll say: is I think honestly, if you were a kid growing up with the Washington Commanders, like you know, kids in the future when that's all they'll remember, it probably won't stick out as being bad. You know, it'll just be they've accepted it as what it is, right? I think for us, it just sucks because it used to be so much cooler and we remember that and we're watching it actively getting worse, right? But I'm sure one day it won't matter, but today it feels like it matters. And to me, this parallels what you were saying the other day about how jerseys have only gotten worse since the 90s. They have. And it's like, yeah, these professional sports organizations, like the Cleveland Guardians, they switch oh, from the Indians to the Guardians. Like, they just keep getting progressively worse. Nothing ever really gets any better. No. 
What did I just see, too, that the uh, Coquitlam minor hockey changed their name, too, because they were the Coquitlam Chiefs yeah, for as right. long as I can remember and well before I was born. Yeah, Tyler, do you know what they're called now? No, I don't. Okay, yeah, you're going to have to look it up. So it actually appears that uh, Coquitlam minor hockey has done exactly what the Washington football team did. They are now simply called the Coquitlam Minor Hockey Association. Uh, that's see that's see that's weirder for me because it's a minor hockey association and like so much of that is the kids are excited that they're you know part they're, of a team and that that's their team name you know like I remember growing up as as a kid and loving the name of our team and and wanting to to play for you know the flames one day or fantasizing about that yeah also when I played house like naming the team yeah exactly so when it, you right? used to like play teams in your own city so mm-hmm. even though like I mean, with me, it was lacrosse. Even though we were the Poco Saints, there were, like, four Poco Saints in our league, yeah. so you'd all have, like, your own team name. Yeah. Um, I remember that was actually something that was exciting for us, was the first year where there was only one Poco team. We were like, oh, cool, we get to be the Poco Saints this year. That was, yeah. like, that was exciting. Um, they've actually shortened it to make it uh, cooler for the youths. <laughs> uh, so uh, they now just call it Coquitlam MHA. For oh. minor hockey association. So okay. uh, that's, I guess, what kids dream of now is playing for the Coquitlam MHA. What a goof! <laughs> you wish you played for the Coquitlam MHA. <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds lit. Uh, their logo is also now a C in a circle. That's actually not terrible. It, no, it, the logo itself isn't bad. Yeah. It just sucks because it used to be so cool. Yeah. And also, people liked it because it was like in a slap shot. The team was named the Chiefs. Yeah. So it was, and it was pretty well the same colors too—the blue, gold, and white. Yeah. So, I know they went through a rebrand not not too long ago. Because when I was a really little kid, they had like a, like similar to that was their logo, and then maybe mm-hmm. when I was like Adam Peewee, they changed and they kind of had this rebrand where they had like a Viking almost looking character on it. Yeah. Um. And then now I guess they just completely done away with that. Anyway, the biggest goof of the week is the Washington football team for renaming themselves again, but this time to the Washington Commanders. I almost miss Washington fo- football team. Yeah. I, I miss it. Yeah. I didn't know that oh, was Oh, well, a thing of the past, and those of you who have Washington football team jerseys, hang on to them, because they could be worth something someday. Oh, <laughs> but, sure. But probably not. <laughs> um, I would bet that uh, Redskin stuff will get expensive, too. Because, like, think about it. All leagues still sell all their retro stuff, right? Like, the Blues sell their old 90s jerseys still. The Canucks sell their old skate jerseys. I'm sure the Preds might sell some of their old stuff (laughs) if they find that worth it. I don't know, man. I don't live in Nashville. But you'd have to think. The NFL probably won't produce Redskins stuff. Because the whole reason they took it away is it was technically offensive. So it wouldn't really mean much if they changed the name of the team but kept selling their merch, yeah. right? So Hey, money's money. Money's money. Yeah, except for when you get sued. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> then money is not your money. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's get into just some regular old NHL news then. All right, let's, let's do let's it. Let's bring this back to, to earth here a little bit. Um, Ovechkin will not be in the All-Star game this year, but it's not for the reasons you might think. Usually, he's not in the All-Star game because he just doesn't feel like it. <laughs> he, he takes his one-game suspension every year yep. and just doesn't go. 
Um, this year, he's been lucky enough to contract COVID. <laughs> oh, so boy. That's a, that's a clip right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Dude, he, Holy is, shit. he is totally faking it. He just does not want to go to the All-Star game. I don't know. Can you fake having COVID, though? Like, Dude, is, I, that, is that legal? I want, to see this, I want to see this test result. He probably took, like, Count 15 rapid tests, just waited until one came back with a false positive and submitted it to the league and went, ah, nothing I can do. Yeah. Or like, yeah, he, he went through his cupboards and was like, oh, let's try dish soap. <laughs> let's <Yeah>. try this. <laughs> Dipping it in bleach. Let's <laughs> yeah, find which one of my household cleaners this thing thinks is COVID. <laughs> anyway, but it, it's, it is kind of too bad. Like, I know it's a bit of a joke and people really respect him, honestly, for just not going. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone who does watch the All-Star game, it is too bad. Like, he's, he's the best goal scorer of our generation and he doesn't go to the skills competition. Like, I do kind of want to see him do the target practice and stuff. Like, I want to know how good he would be at that. Yeah. I think he's just been to it so many times that... I get it. Know, for most people, it's like, all right, old news. If he goes again. Well, the one thing that's always gotten me is the record for the target competition where you just have a target on the bottom left and right and the top left and right of the net. Uh, the record for hitting those, all four of them, is like 4.25 seconds. Do you know who owns that record? Evgeny Malkin. Paul Coffey. Daniel Sedin. I knew that. (laughs) I didn't. It's weird, though. It's a weird stat, and, like, Daniel Sedin isn't the guy that comes to mind when you think of, like, elite NHL snipers. So that's what I mean. It would be kind of cool to see if Ovechkin could have broken that record at some point. But... Absolutely not. Ovi can't shoot low. He'll never hit those targets. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he can. If he hits bar down perfectly and just shatters them from the top. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ovi's going top left every single time. Let's be honest. Here. See, I think if 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 I was Ovi, I'd be like, instead of setting up right in front of the net, can I set up from like the high circle, <laughs> and then he'd hit yeah, every time. Give me a one timer. That'd be hilarious. Just have him in the slot. Every shot goes like six feet to the right, just because that's where he's used to aiming. Yeah. 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 Well, do you guys see that Tom Wilson replaced him? Oh, my God. I did. I did. (laughs) And what was I saying last week about the All-Star game? What was I saying? Do more crazy shit. Do more crazy shit. (laughs) Having a competition to see who can knock Tom Wilson over would be a great competition to have. See, now now we just need uh, Chris Kreider and Mika Zabinijad, or one of each, or you know what I mean? One of the two to contract COVID, and then we can get... (laughs) Ryan Reeves. (laughs) Or, Or Artemi Panarin for round two. Yeah, or get him out of there to just figure out how to remove every possible all-star <laughs> from the team. No, only goons. Yeah, just get Ryan Reeves no, out there. I think we should get all the shortest players in the NHL, line them up on one side, and just have them go at Tom Wilson one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, is there like Nathan Gerby and Rocco Grimaldi to tag team them? <laughs> <laughs> we want a wrestling ring at center ice. Come on. <laughs> Oh, man. I want to see Wilson go off the top ropes. I want to see it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, with I don't think it's going to Yes, feet first with skates on. <laughs> he starts wearing them like shoes. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Oh, man. This is this stuff I mean, though. Like, not exactly that. No, no that's, like, that's murder. But, <laughs> a little bit. But the, the All-Star game could be so much more fun if the NHL just stopped restricting itself, right? It, it almost feels like they're setting up their own 
boundaries. And I, I don't get why. You could make this such an entertaining weekend. And they almost seem to just refuse to do it. Yeah, or like they follow in the, the lead of other uh, professional sports organizations, but they don't really pioneer anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the one time they tried, they failed massively when they brought in those electronic boards that you shot at instead of having actual yeah. targets. And then they didn't work. Yeah. It was just like people were hitting them square in the middle and they weren't shattering. Yeah. And then other times they'd miss completely and it would just explode in this <laughs> graphic. It'd be like a little fiery flame smoke ball that would go off. Like hit the middle of the net. Like what is happening? Yeah. Also, I think the big thing with the all-star game is just that like, yeah, you get to see all the best players in the world. But you get to see all the best players in the world not try, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of counterintuitive to what you want. I feel like they did make the game better by changing it to three on three. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was a good step in the right direction. But yeah, they just they need to find a way to make it more exciting. You know what they could do? What could they do, Tyler? The two nights leading up to the All-Star game, instead of like doing the skills competitions and stuff, they should just have a huge rager and have like beer <laughs> pong <streaming>. tournaments, flip <laughs> cup tournaments, like all these crazy drinking games. And then everyone just hung over as hell when it comes to the, the all-star game. You see people like throwing up on the ice and be, be a lot more competitive. <laughs> exactly. But well, one, one thing that they do in the MLB, which might be a decent idea to do in the NHL, is that the all-star game actually matters. Because from what I understand, the winner of the all-star game is the side of the league that hosts the world series oh really yeah so like if the al wins the all-star game then whatever team makes it to the world series hosts the al or the the, the wow yeah the, the world series yeah i don't know if they still do that i don't know if it happened at all but i'm fairly certain that's how it works yeah, the, yeah it is yeah the only thing at the all-star game is i think like the nvp wins a car or something but it's still like a toyota corolla it's not like a car that any nhl player would be caught dead driving <laughs> Well, I like a lot of times they donate it or they auction yeah. it off for charity. Well, when, like when Besser won his, he gave it to his little sister, which I guess is selfish. Okay. Well, no, but <laughs> what like, there's a, a nice single, guy. There's a single mother out there that needed that car. Well, maybe his sister selfish. needed a car too. She's younger yeah. than him. That's... Besser can buy her one. <laughs> well, he won her one. Yeah. And, well, he also won like $250,000 there. So he could have bought her a car. Yeah she, yeah, she gets a Toyota Corolla. She's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I want a Lambo. <laughs> yeah, where's my Audi? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she never drove this thing, but... Yeah, she, she put it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, instantly. Bro Thanks, bro. Would, uh, Brock Besser signed Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was the picture of the car. Hey, it? come on. Toyotas are nice vehicles. I don't hate them. Nope. Their trucks are nice. Have, have you seen the new Tundras? Yeah, they tundras. look a bit weird. They look terrible. Mm. But the, but that I won't take it away from them because their performance is so good. They just Toyota trucks do not die. See, Everyone been, just knows I've that. I've been turned off from Toyota ever since they brought back the Supra, and it's just all it is is a Beamer. Yeah. <laughs> like everything under the hood is just a Beamer. It's, it's a bit See, odd. The, the Tacomas are decent, but the Tundras are just garbage. Really? You, you know what, though? And I'm sorry I'm fixating on this. You brought something up earlier, and I think they could do it. If the NHL did, like, some type of a party, like, basically, like, a frat party where it's just what NHL. No, no, listen. Yeah. And, and they streamed it or, like, had a camera crew walking around and just do it as an 18-plus thing. Like, I'm serious. Like, people would have to, like, 
you know, maybe buy a subscription or something to be able to watch it. I think a lot of people would, and they would enjoy it. Vancouver Boys Party. Let's invite all the yeah, players. We'll I mean, host it. Yeah, we got this, and we'll live stream it. Yeah, but, but Every, everyone in the podcast studio, let's go. <laughs> Holy shit! Seriously, they've they've run players so dry now with personality that every interview you're getting, you're asking them the same three questions. You're getting virtually the same three answers back. People are desperate just to see their personalities. We just want to see them hang out. Like, what are they like? That's what people actually want to know. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, like, they're probably not all very, you know, PG-13 about stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing. Most of your fans are adults. Yeah. Like, let us see the content. Dude, I wish I could, like, interview Nathan McKinnon or something. Bit. Just be like, yo, dude, how many bodies you got? <laughs> like, <laughs> just questions like that, you know? It would be funny. No, I, I get it. That, that's just it. I think there's a huge market for that, and it's too bad that the NHL won't let themselves do it. Yeah. Well, right. I think it's because they also own the name and likeness of the players in their league, so they can't do that even if they wanted to. Yeah. The NHL would have to sign off on that, and they never will. No, I because know. Because they want to be family-friendly. Like, think about, what's it, hometown hockey? Yeah. Where the CBC, or I guess it's Sportsnet now, they send around film crews all over Canada, and they you know talk to the little kids that live in the city where, you know... Morgan Riley played his minor hockey. And then if you cut to Morgan Riley doing like, you know, beer bongs over, <laughs> like it's just not, it's but not going to work out. Here's the thing. Hometown hockey, you, you know, good point. It's for, supposed to be for children. Bring the alumni back to do that. Bring the old withered men back in their jerseys and have them go, oh yeah, I remember how much fun it was to just play the game. Yeah. Then you cut to Morgan Riley snorting lines off All of right. a coffee table. Hey, that's for Kuznetsov. Let's go. Yeah, I got, yeah you're stepping on someone's feet That's there. what it should be called. Kuznetsov's house party. Just every year, he hosts a house party. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd go. Pro Project Kutz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I think I think that'll bring it into break. Sure, if, yeah. <laughs> if you guys are good with that. Um, stick around on the other side. We've got a few fun things coming up for you, including some Evander Kane news. Really? So, yeah. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, so stick around. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. No, no, Peace. no. After Peace. a word from our fake sponsor. <laughs> see you on the other side. After a word from our fake sponsor. We'll see you on the next one. No. <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Burger King. Much like the Toronto Maple Leafs, Burger King also hasn't done anything relevant in the last 20,000 days. Burger King. Instant regret. Peace. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a 6x6. Six Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Uh, it is the second half of the show. It is. And boy, are we excited. Why is that? Oh. Uh. Because we have Evander Kane news and a fair bit of it. Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. There it is. 
<laughs> Both kind of work, I guess. <laughs> um, so last week, uh, we sat here um, making some predictions of where Evander Kane was going to end up, what he was going to do with them, what his contract was going to look like. Between the recording and the podcast being uploaded, he signed with the Edmonton Oilers. For a contract that was exactly in the middle of what I guessed and what you guessed. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we did quite well. Uh, we all pretty well knew he was going to the Oilers at that yeah. point, but yeah. uh, it is now a done deal. And he scored a goal in his first game with them. Sure, it was a tip-in uh, on the crease, but a goal nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only played one game since then, so he's still sitting at a 1.1 goal season. Mm-hmm. But he's a plus three. Yeah. Half a point per game. Pretty impressive. <laughs> um, but I think he'll be a decent addition. I honestly think if he can control the off-ice stuff, I think the Edmonton Oilers could benefit from this. Do you guys know what line he's playing on right now? Uh, I just know that in the first game he was playing with McDavid. Yeah. That's all I know. I mean, I that always helps, right? It. Yeah, well, I forget who it was, but there was some player that played on McDavid's line for like a week once because someone was injured. And he put up like four points in that week. And, you know, kind of a lower level player. When they interviewed him about it and they were like, so one of the most productive weeks of your career, how does it feel? And he's like, you kidding? My dad could put up four points on McDavid's line. Really? Like the, guy, the guys, just, he makes everyone around him better. Yeah. Right? It, things are easier to do when McDavid is on your line. And Evander Kane's a damn good hockey player, so. Well, that's that just helps. it. This is no fourth line bum. This is Evander Kane, who, like him or not, is a good hockey player. Um, and, and he can stand up for himself. Like, if he pisses oh, anyone completely. off and they go after him, like, he doesn't need someone to look after him. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude, he stands up to Ryan Reeves all the time. Yeah. What kind of psychopath does that? I wouldn't say all the time. He spent a good part of his career running away from Reeves, but he has accepted the challenge in the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the Oilers might do okay with this. Yeah, seems like a decent deal. Yeah, again, assuming he can control the off-ice stuff. Also, we should probably mention, even though there's Evander Kane news this week, it isn't always going to be bad. No. Sometimes it's going to be good news. No, it's just a guaranteed headline every week. Exactly. Um, Yeah, cool to see. Happy for him. Me too. Way to go there. Way to go, Kaner. Evander Kane. Or I'm getting getting an Evander Kane Oilers jersey. No, you're not. Please do not. Oh, and I'm getting it autographed, and I'm hanging it in that studio. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We need a Subban jersey, too. Wait, we have the Preds Subban jersey, don't we? Yeah. 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 I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not really super proud of that one, though. No? No. Because he was like, he was in Nashville, but I don't even know really know why I got it, to be honest with you. He was good in his time with them. He was good in the first year he was there. The second year he was okay, and the third year he was definitely bottoming out and definitely on his way to where he is now. But still a household name in Nashville. Yeah, yeah but he's now house- he's Sluban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he's definitely a household name for reasons other than his on ice hockey. Yeah, no, just, there's, there's yeah. that. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, got a little treat for you guys this week. Um, we're gonna jump into some draft rankings, as we've been asked this many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we just honestly have not really gotten a chance to have a good look yep. at this draft class until today. Yep, and we carved a bit of time out, and uh, we're going to look at some of the players. Let's do it. Yeah, so we're each going to take four players. Uh, Marcus is going to start us off, and then we're going to go in the host rotation. So we'll go Marcus, then Tyler, then myself, and we'll go picks 1 through 12. So Marcus, when you're ready, 
Why don't you make the first pick in the February edition of the 2022 NHL mock draft? These will be advised. We should probably. Yeah, we're going to go back over this yeah. and, and we're going to revise our schedule or our uh, picks. But for now, we're going to do 1 through 12. Marcus, why don't you start us off with your first overall pick? With the first overall selection, the 2022 NHL entry draft, Marcus Keller <laughs> selects Logan Cooley. Oh, okay. So you're going to go a little bit off the board and, and get uh, Logan Cooley. I like this kid. He's, yeah. From what I've seen, a lot of places have him uh, kind of projected second, third. A few places have him first, but not that many. I like the kid. I yeah, like okay. how he looks. I've liked his highlights. He's very creative. He's a guy I'd want. Okay. And I guess right now that would be would it be Montreal or Arizona that would get that pick if everyone yeah, won. Yeah, if the lottery doesn't change and everyone yeah. goes in exact order, it would be the Montreal Canadiens. Alrighty, Tyler, when you take it away with the second. All right. Well, with the second pick here, I'm also going to go a little off the board, and I'm going Simon Nemec. Simon Nemec. Yep. Okay. Kid looks like a beast. Right-handed defenseman. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's an easy pick for me. Well, I guess that that, that, that takes me. I'm number three. How can I not now? He's like, I don't think he's going any later than third overall, and that's Shane Wright. So far, at least in the media, he's been in the undisputed uh, first overall pick for years now. Um, he stands at six foot one. He's a centerman right now. He's playing in the OHL. Uh, he's putting up decent points this year. He's had a little bit of a, a drop in production as to what people were expecting him to do. But that being said, I still think how can you not take Shane Wright at least in the top three because eventually he's going to be a good player. Also, if the uh, draft works out the way it should, Seattle will be picking in the third spot there. And I think he'd be a phenomenal addition because they already got Maddie Beneers, right? So throwing uh, throwing Shane Wright in there too, that could be a really cool tandem for years to come. Okay, I guess that leaves me with the fourth overall pick. And this would, if the standings stayed the way they are right now, this would be uh, Ottawa's pick. Um, I think I'd be looking at Connor Geeky. Okay. He's six foot four, so he's a pretty big guy. Um, he's a power center, which is, I think something Ottawa could use just, and, and I like it anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, but really just a big, strong, skilled center. This is a guy who probably caps out at, you know, second liner, but still, you know, he, he's a great addition to any team, I think. Yeah, and if you get some chemistry going with some of the other guys on that team, you know, Stutzla, Kutchuk, who knows? Yeah. And I mean, there's something to be said too, about the fact that he's related to Morgan Geeky. So you know, they have NHL success to mm -hmm. some degree in their family. And uh, the worst case scenario, he can become trade bait down the road. You send him to Seattle. I love how you went with size on that pick. Because uh, with the fifth pick, I'm also picking someone 6'4". Okay. And that's Yura uh, Slavoski. I watched him play in the uh, the World Juniors here, and he is a beast. He looked so good. Okay, well, with my second pick, which I guess I get the sixth pick in the draft, um, I'm going with another player that I think you guys have kind of skipped over a bit, and that's Joachim Kemmel. He is a five foot eleven winger from Finland, currently playing in the Finnish Elite League. Um, he's fantastic young player playing with some professionals. Uh, I think he's put up decent stats already. He scored thirty, I think it was thirty six points in thirty eight games. Uh, with 22 of those points being goals. So he's a, definitely a goal scorer, a winger, and I think he would fit in great anywhere in in, uh, in a top six role. 
assuming he can fill out just a little bit. I think 5'11 is definitely a little bit smaller than you want for a forward. Um, but that being said, I think if, as long as he can keep up that goal-scoring touch, yep. he's going to make a, for a phenomenal NHLer. 5'11's not also like it's not small enough to the point where it would hinder you that much. Like it, it you're not big for sure, but you know, let's not pretend that there's not very successful forwards out there that are 5'7, 5'8, 5'9. Okay, so with the 7th overall pick, that goes to me and I will be taking Matthew Savoy. Now, this kid is a little bit on the short side. He's only 5 foot 9, so a bit small for a first round pick, but He's 181 pounds, which might not sound like a lot, but when you're only 5'9", this guy must be built pretty wide. Mm -hmm. So that, that tells me that this is going to be a sturdy kid. He's also uh, a bit of a points machine. He's over a point per game right now in the USHL. Uh, he's got 38 points in only 34 games, uh, 21 of which are goals. Um, I think this kid can definitely do some damage in the NHL. Again, he's probably not a first liner, but I like him. I think he's got a solid ceiling and um, he, he'd be a good center dad to any team. Oh, my favorite number, number eight, let's go. <laughs> and there's, there's no better player to pick with the eighth overall pick than my boy, Brad Lambert. Ooh, Finn. Finn, baby. Yeah. Makes sense. Is there anything else you like about him other than his nationality? <laughs> Uh, he's a good puck moving guy. He uh, he played in the World Juniors this year and last year as a 16 year old. Uh, had a little bit of a tough year this year, but looked really good last year. And uh, I think he's got a really high ceiling. Yeah, I'm really pissed that you took him because that would that was going to be my next pick. However, I do have a backup, and I'm gonna go with a player by the name of Cutter Gauthier. Dude, what a sick name! Yeah, Cutter Gauthier. Cutter. Yeah. So he's playing at Boston College right now. He's a six foot two, hundred and ninety pound left winger, solid player. But get this, and playing with the under eighteen team for the USHL, um, thirty two points in thirty three games. So solid player. Um, I think you know he's going to be a bit of a sleeper, but uh, I'd pick Cutter Gauthier at least in the top ten. Solid size, solid stats, um, and a winger. So okay, fair enough. He's going to make an impact, you know, pretty relatively soon when he comes into the league. Okay. I guess this takes us into our last round. It does. The right. last round of the Vancouver Boys NHL entry draft. February edition. Right. February 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, with the 10th overall pick, I will select Jack Hughes. <laughs> what? You heard me. I'm taking Jack Hughes. All right, buddy. I hate to break it to you, but you can't. What do you mean? You can't draft a player who was drafted last year. Fourth overall, mind you. Uh, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Jack Hughes, the centerman from Northeastern University. <laughs> Damn. Who is All currently right. projected to go around 30th overall, but I'm going <laughs> okay. off the board and I'm taking him at 10th. Right, so a fringe first rounder. <laughs> You're taking 10th overall. Hey, Jack Hughes has got some real NHL potential. <laughs> you argue that to anyone and they will all come at you and say, what are you talking about? Jack Hughes is going to be an elite NHL player. An elite NHL centerman? Yes. Well, maybe. You move him around. He's very versatile. Like Brent Burns. Put him on defense. Bring him up to center. doesn't matter. Um, oh, goodness. Yes. Uh, I'll be taking Jack Hughes. Right. Thank you. 
<laughs> Over to you, Tyler. With the all right. Well, with my last pick, I'm also going off the board, and I'm going real far off the board. This person might get drafted in the top 100. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but I think whichever team gets him, he's going to be a sleeper. So since I've already picked a couple people from Slovakia, I'm going with another one, and we're going with Servak Petrovsky. Oh yeah. Okay. Dude, he, he, did you watch him in that World Juniors? He's <laughs> no. so good. Dude, I watched so much Slovakia. This kid's gonna be unreal. Okay. Was he the big defenseman? No, he's a he's a forward. Okay. But he's playing in the OHL right now. He's he's about a point a game. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's gonna light it up for sure. All right. Well, um, unlike the last round, I can honestly say you did not take my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking of what's his name again. Servak. Petrovsky. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Given the fact that I probably couldn't even pronounce his name if I wanted to. Yeah, wasn't going to take him. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm actually going to go and I'm going to take, and with the 12th and final pick in our inaugural mock draft, <laughs> and I'm going to take Owen Pickering, six foot four defenseman, uh, playing for the Swift Current Broncos right now. He's a big guy. Um, I think he could be a solid defenseman in the NHL. Um, he's put up decent numbers, but of course, even your Picking a player like that, um, you're wanting him for his size and his ability to uh, move the puck. Um, he's got 40 games played, 24 points, uh, seven goals, 17 assists. Um, but the, the big thing is that you know he's a tough defenseman. He's got 25 penalty minutes, which isn't crazy, but you know you know he can stand up for himself. Um, so yeah, I go Owen Pickering, and I think he's going to develop into a pretty solid defenseman. And anytime you pick outside the top 10, you're really not drafting for the now. You're drafting for well, you know, the now-ish, you know, two or three yeah. years down the road when you expect that D-man to develop a little bit. Oh, I think that wraps up our first ever Vancouver Boys NHL entry draft. That it does. Can't say that I would be expecting someone who's projected to be drafted in the sixth round to go in the top 12. <laughs> Guaranteeing he goes first round. Yeah, okay. People are going to listen to this, and they're going to look into them. They're going to be like, damn. You know what? First overall, maybe. Yeah, somehow I doubt that. Jesus. Uh, well, weirder things have happened. Okay, well, with all that out of the way, I think it is time that we 1,080 what? <laughs> into the inbox. Oh. All right. Who calls Wait. it a 1,080? It's a 1080. No, it's, it's a 1,080. 1, <laughs> sounds way cool. You no, you actually spin 1,080 times. That's, oh, oh, yes. that's <laughs> no, it's different. We're jumping out of a plane for this one. Yeah, it's a drill bit <laughs> into the inbox. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Um, 180 degrees. 180 spin. Or 1,080 no, spins. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. You're a little dizzy when you yeah, get down I'll to say. the bottom. But uh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to get time to go through all the questions this week. And a few of them we already touched on anyway. We got quite a few about just the trade rumors and stuff. And we kind of went through that at the beginning. Uh, but I want to definitely get to this one question. The question was, have you guys seen the Team China's goalie pads for the Olympics this year? Oh, they just want, like, our take on the goalie pads? Yeah, they just want... I mean, I guess we have kind of made a reputation for ourselves for people who just review jerseys <laughs> and uh, NHL uniforms. Yeah. And I got to say, these are pretty sick. Tyler, have you seen them? I just pulled up a picture, and the first thing that came up was road hockey pads. No, this is definitely <laughs> not road hockey. Um, So the China jerseys we've talked about before, they're 
very average. They're not special. They're not amazing looking. They're not bad looking. But these pads, I got to say, are quite nice. They're um, red base with a gold dragon on each side, and they're kind of facing each other. It's very, uh, obviously very appropriated to that team, uh, but the actual style of the dragon, I like it quite a bit. I almost wish they just made it more, like, sparkly, though. It almost just looks like a pale yellow as opposed to a gold. Mm. I would have loved it if they made it a bit more of, like, a feature. I think I can honestly say... Outside of the NHL, these are my favorite goalie pads I've ever seen. I really? love them. I think they're so cool. They bring an element of Chinese culture into the look of the and the design of the pads. Um, and I just think that it, they're so unique and they're not just, you know, the colors of the flag. It's just like, yeah. it's such a cool design. And I wish that more countries would do things like this really put their stamp on on a goalie's pads because when you look at the goalie there is so much room for design and and expression you know think about a goalie mask and how much effort goes into making sure that those goalies have their character and what they want on that mask yeah no exactly the and then you have spencer martin out of nowhere asking for a green and yellow <laughs> or sorry a green and blue chrome mask yeah that reflects from space like it's anyway <laughs> Dude, I cannot find these goalie pads for the life of me. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, those are kind of fire. Yeah, you like those. Too bad, too bad they're not going to be used to stop anything. Oh, <laughs> well, they wouldn't want to get the pads all damaged and covered in puck marks. <laughs> Come on, they're so nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. We Freaking. should po point out, too, that because Tyler's not in studio, he can't see our big screen that we all look at. Right. So we just had to turn his FaceTime camera around so he could see the pads. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we, no, we gotta make like do it. when he's on the road Yeah, <laughs> do our best exactly uh, we should just start sending him things though so we can just scroll through it as we talk about stuff yeah instead of him going I can't find it just, here turn the yeah. turn the computer around yeah, we'll just make like a little agenda with all the little points <laughs> little pictures yeah. what would we call that like a docket <laughs> yeah something like that okay. that might work <laughs> yeah I, I think it is about time we get something like that going yeah I think um, anytime you're uh, you're looking at developing a docket like that, you have to remember to add at the very end Tyler's Tyler surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we took a little break from Florida last week, but uh, are we headed back? back? Since they're in first in the league, there's I just have to go back to Florida. All right. Let's hear it. Florida man turns himself in for murdering his imaginary friend. Ah, The guy clearly felt guilty, very guilty, for murdering his imaginary friend. He went to turn himself into the police. Uh, thing is, he was pretty intoxicated and ended up getting arrested. Not for the murder, but because he had a ton of drugs on him. <laughs> and also a machine gun. <laughs> Dude, this start, this actually started off like so innocent. Yeah, you I was know, like, oh, it's you know, it's... Like, it'd be like a little kid. I, I don't really understand how it would happen, but you know, you accidentally trip your imaginary friend. They fall down the stairs. You know, you you cry because I guess in your head they died. This guy's an adult, <laughs> so he turned himself into the police. Yeah, um, which you know, I can almost respect that a little bit. Sure, yeah. I can say, you know what, buddy, you. You did the right thing. You're an outstanding citizen. Yes. Thank you for well, coming to us. We'll take care of yeah. this. 
you don't walk into the cop shop with a machine gun and a bunch of drugs. Yeah. No, that's where it <laughs> changes of cocaine in each pocket. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. Or what do they call it down there? Flocka? And they have their own drug? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, no, it is something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure they have Flocka down there. Yeah. Oh, man. Just <laughs> turns yourself in for a crime that doesn't exist. Only to get arrested for a very real crime, (laughs) (laughs) which is possession of cocaine and firearms. In a police precinct. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing a loaded weapon. (laughs) Holy shit, man. Man, That is something else. I wouldn't even be completely surprised if this guy was like, what? I thought it was legal. Like, if he he just pled ignorance and he's like, what's the problem with me bringing my machine gun into... Like I have a license for this. The cocaine. There's though, no he's way probably you have a license for that. <laughs> well, he could have a license for a gun. License for drugs? Probably not. <laughs> but maybe for the machine gun. He went we to the know. imaginary registry too for that. <laughs> yeah, he just pulls out his imaginary <laughs> wallet. <laughs> Whatever you set bail at, I got it. <laughs> Be hilarious too if he thought the cocaine was imaginary. He came in, they're like, "Grab those!" He goes, "You can see that? <laughs> I thought I was just making that up." Uh, yeah, the cocaine's imaginary, but the fun is real. <laughs> <laughs> I think that probably puts a cap in sure. this one. Great headline. Yeah, phenomenal headline. <laughs> I'm Thank so you. curious. Thank you very much. Every time, and I don't want you to answer this question, but every time you do a, a, a surprise headline, I'm always so interested in where the hell you find these stories because I've never come across one of your surprise headlines before you mention it on the show. Never. I, I look very long and hard in a bunch of weird places. That's for sure. <laughs> bet, I bet you do. <laughs> I, I Before he goes any further into that, let's end the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get into Tyler's web Weird history and, here. Yeah, dark corners of the internet he goes to. <laughs> All that being said, if you were looking to contact us for a serious inquiry, which I can't even say with a straight face, <laughs> you're always welcome to contact us at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can always reach us on social media at Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which... We can be found at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Vancouver Boys underscore. Why? Because it was too Why long to be a Twitter Vancouver handle. Boys underscore? It was too long to be a Twitter handle if it was Vancouver Boys Podcast. Vancouver Boys was taken. So we are at Vancouver Boys underscore. Thank you, everybody, so much for hanging out with us. And we look forward to making the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with us again. See you on the next one. Peace. <laughs> hey, come watch us on Twitch.